0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, and Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Philippians 2, verse 1 to 13, and I will read. I'm reading from the NIV version. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, zero, by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Hallelujah. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, Give him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with the dumbbells of fear and trembling, for it is God, the God of heaven, works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose father in Jesus name help us today in your house spirit of the Most High God may the word that comes from the great book written by God himself have home in our hearts prepare our hearts Jehovah that it may be good ground for your word and allow us jehovah to be those that are able to give good fruit to show fruit to do what you've asked us to do this we pray in jesus name let's all shout amen let's shout amen um guys like you know i have two beautiful babies hallelujah agree. but these, ver- these babies of mine are very different. For those of us who know them, Zara is the quiet one. Zara is our firstborn. She's chilled out. Uh, she does what you ask her to do. When she's angry, she struggles to communicate that. She'll tell it to you in a very nice way. Basically, she's the darling even of the teachers. I remember when he started school, all you could hear from school was this daughter of yours is amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, sour. My son, on the other hand, hallelujah. (laughs) I don't know why you're laughing because i have not, but my son speaks his mind. He tells you exactly how he's feeling and gives you the emotion of how he's feeling. Yesterday, he, uh, he went to my friend's place to bless the house. There's a lady, there's a young girl that he saw. And he ran straight to the lady, jumped up and did, ah, on her face. <laughs> the other day, the school called us to tell us that he refused to write. I don't understand why we are laughing, but anyway. The teacher asked him to write and he said no. Because he doesn't feel like it. He's too young. And he doesn't understand why he's being forced to write. And I asked him, (laughs) the next day I asked him, so how was school today? Ah, teacher asked me to call and I said no. So they are different. (laughs) And if you understand children, you understand it's hereditary. Amen. Amen. Hey. so I don't know between my wife and I <laughs> who's where <laughs> Ah, Mike and I we know <laughs> ah, Mike will talk after the service we're going to have a meeting on Tuesday that is how children are we are also our character is formed even by our environment but mostly it is from where we come from. It is very easy to see yourself in your children. <laughs> I used to say that I never I, I'm, I'm not a talker. I used to really boast in the fact that, "Ah mean I'm to me, until I saw my son. and guys were like, "That's you, I was like, huh?",. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> and one day it hit me higher. that's true. But one of the things I realize, especially as parents, one of the things we really struggle with is molding them, is trying to direct them to do the right thing. I remember the conversation with the teacher was, I need your help in molding him, in making him understand that writing is good. I need your help to help him make the right choice. Basically, she was telling us, "I need your help in moulding his will. My son is strong-willed. He'll come." There's a day a congregant was giving me some, uh, I think, calendars and stuff for 2021, and he came straight to her and asked her, "What are you doing with my with my dad?" It was a lady. She "Yeesh," and Muliza straight to the face, eye to eye, you need to stop it." <laughs> my daughter takes time to explain her heart. Breaks my heart because I don't understand that. I never used to understand my wife back in the day. I would be like, eh? now when I see my daughter, I'm like, ah, oh, we are different. It is about the will. You could easily say, my daughter is a bit weak-willed, takes time to make decisions. But The issue of the will goes all the way back. The will is the space from which we make our decisions. The space from which we decide whether to act or not to act. It is where our choices come from, how we make them. By now, you know very well whether you're the type that makes the decision now, I you take your time. Whether you're the one that's influenced, Amar, you influence, guys. I, because of how I am, I've never really understood how you can force me to do anything. You can't. I'm those guys who are so strong-willed, I come out as rude. Amen. <laughs> 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 our job one of the things i'm starting to understand i've not fully understood it yet because parenting takes a lifetime is to help strengthen the wheels of my children that thing is hard hey, hey it is very difficult i've started to understand for example that my daughter now makes her own choices especially in dressing. She chooses what to wear at seven. I'm like, seven years old. Did I choose what to wear when I was... And I'm I'm like, okay. (laughs) Somebody has said 17. (laughs) I'm sure as a parent, you've experienced, those of us who are parents, even if you're not a parent, you're a guardian, you've gone to your cousin's place, nephews, there's a battle of wills. And if there's something that is difficult in a home, is when you notice that somebody's will needs to come through. You're either going to obey my will, or uh, you're going to go by your will. And here's the thing. In every home, one thing that is very evident is it's either the parent's will that's going through, or the child's will. That is clear. If you don't know that, Maze, you're probably in the wrong place, especially in your home. Listen to what this parent said. Uh, There's something I read that a parent said, I was like, hmm, I had been thinking that my child had a strong will, and it was my job to dig in my heels and butt heads with her to show her that my will was stronger. I was my child's opponent in the battle of the wills. But once I understood this principle, I suddenly realized she did not have a strong will one that had enough power to choose what was right even when she wanted what was wrong she had a weak will that constantly chose the easy path of I want this is apparent it was my job to help my child strengthen their will to be able to choose what was right even when they didn't want what was right I was not their opponent. I needed to be their coach. One of the most difficult things to realize as a parent is that you are not there to fight with the will of your child, but to coach them into making the right decisions. Eh, Another thing is difficult. It is difficult. Ask football players. It is not easy. Coaches talking about asking the team to do exactly what they need to do from his mindset, and it is not easy. When a parent gets to a point when the child is now making the right decisions, TDJX once said, when he saw that in his son, because you're like, wow, finally, my son gets it. To coach, is to train and give instructions in a particular situation in what to do to tonight the difficult bit about coaching is when the training and instructions are difficult and we have to help the trainee see that it is actually doable and will be beneficial that is difficult you know the difficulty of trying to convince someone that this thing is beneficial that this thing is good even though it's difficult the gym instructor tells you, you need to do 100 push-ups per day to have a buff chest. Hallelujah. One, two, three, 100. I can't even try that. It is hard. It is not easy. But the issue of our will began at the Garden of Eden. This is what we've been talking about from the first week. Remember Adam and Eve? Adam was in perfect sync, uh, in sync with the Lord. Whatever God wanted him to do, he did. They were one. They walked together. His will and God, God's aligned. Then the fall. When the fall happened, now he could choose whether to align or not. And because God had thrown him out, he had to choose his will. What messed up our will was when he took the fruit. In taking the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, our will was messed up. Our will became autonomous and not under God. All of a sudden, we chose based on what we thought was right. Not what God told us was right. We were left to be our own gods, judging for ourselves, right from wrong. And if you think this is a joke, just look at when a child does something that is wrong, and then you ask them what they did. Inside of them is like they can tell Naulizo because it is wrong, because the tone at is not a happy tone. So in their mind, you can tell they're thinking, should I tell the truth? I'm just be like, eh, carry me carry Then be okay, I just want to know. Eh, eh, eh. Like we've been saying all month, God helped in the redemption of mankind. Our story does not end there. This we talked about last week. Overcoming the way we were reared as children is and will be the most difficult thing. God's redemption came because now when we are born, there's a way we know things. There's a way we relate. There's a way we talk to people. There's a way we welcome people into our homes. There's a way we eat. In my house, you put viatu inja u That one was new for me because me when I grew up, you got na viatu. Hallelujah. And get to say my but that's how I grew up. So you can imagine the first fights in my homes. Why hear the shoes? <laughs> it is only God that can overcome the nature with which we were born because that is also very difficult. You are born in a home where there are certain things you don't do. There's things you don't believe in. and Then you come into a society that probably believes that or a group of people. That is difficult. Our will was messed up at the garden. Last week we talked about how Jesus, God, wove together the plan through Jesus Christ to bring us back to his coaching, his training, his instructions. And if you look at it from the past, it has always hinged on the same thing. Remember the story of the Egyptians and how they welcomed Israel into their country. Through Joseph, then Joseph dies. The Egyptian Pharaoh dies. Another one comes in and is not favorable favorable to the Israelites. For 430 years they are slaves. God sends Moses because they cry to him saying, "Save us." God takes them from Egypt to the Promised Land, but Abba Katikati he allows them to go through a desert time of their lives. This was not at just because. The Bible tells us between, I think it's Numbers chapter 19. No, Exodus 19 to Numbers chapter 10. God is teaching them his laws. 613 of them. He's directing them to his instructions. Because for 430 years they've been slaves. They don't know what God desires of them. have a rough picture that eh, for 430 years you've not worshiped the lord my goodness your ancestors don't even know his name so god has to take you to the place of learning his laws understanding what he means when he says i am jehovah and he does that for two years at mount sinai guys are over there and they learn the law of god fast forward the children of Israel again have been taken into captivity. Remember? Babylon have taken them 70 years. When they come back, he brings with them prophets. Kina Ezra, Nehemiah. These guys come in and one of the first things they do, in as they built the wall, they restored the nation. He restores the temple. In restoring the temple, he restores worship. After restoring worship, he reminds them of the law. That is how God works with us. That is how He works on our will. He gives us, as the instructor, the laws to follow. Simply because our will has been messed up. For 70 years, you've been in captivity. Probably angry over the fact that eh, why did God even forget us? how could he send us there where he sent us and so he gets to a place of having to remind us again that our will is not right and we must align to his will and how he does that his laws when jesus comes in the new testament that's the exact same thing he's doing he comes to tell them i have not come to abolish the law I think it's the book of Matthew chapter 5, I believe. Yeah, somewhere there. I have not come to abolish the law. I have come to establish the law. For 400 years, there is silence between the Old Testament and the New. Jesus comes in again to remind them, guys, it's about the law. It's about the direction. The statutes what was said in the garden of eden jesus came to restore our will to god's will and the only way we'll be pleasing to god is if we are in god's will that does it he came to rid us of our autonomous moral will and align us again to god's will the only way this will happen is if we align with his trainings and instructions. If we align with his laws, if we align with his Bible, his word, if we obey all of God's instructions and what he trains us to do. Now we get, from the first week of January, now we get to the text of what we've been reading. Philippians 2.13, the end of what we've been reading every week, told us that it is God Who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It is God. Let me repeat that again. It is God who works in you and I to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That is what God desires to do in all of us. I kid you not most of us including myself still want to go in according to my will from where i was born how i was raised the things that i was taught when i was a kid things i was told by my cousins nephews whoever those things what god desires to do on each one of us in each of our lives is to get us off from our will the will of the dead man the dead man because of what adam did that is what he wants to do. And how does he do it? 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 and 17. We've just talked about this. All scripture, all training, all directives from the Word of God is God breathed and is useful for teaching. King James says doctrine, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, the believer that who knows understands who God is may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This week could we'll talk about how God works inside of us. How does he get into us and help us to conform to who he is? We're in the gym now. Now how Do we get to the very bottom places of our mind, the corners of our soul? How does He do that? He does it simply with His word. That is it. That is why Jesus came. He came to change our moral code. What we believe about ourselves, what we desire, those are the things He came to change. And so ask yourself today are you transformed? I know you know the lord i know you've been working with him is your mind renewed because if you believe in god the father if you believe in jesus christ his son and the holy spirit that was sent to us to help us remember the works of jesus christ and god the creator then you must believe in his word you must believe what he said about himself Because when it talks about that the word of God teaches and gives us doctrine, the word of God must help you to know who you are. It must give you a reflection of yourself. How crazy we are. We talked about this a few weeks ago. How messed up we are. How difficult we are. How when the teacher tells you to write, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, nah. The word of God will show us that. It helps us to know God. Because it does not just leave us to ourselves. Because if it left us to ourselves, it will be full of ourselves. It directs us to God and understand who he is. If you want to know who Jesus Christ is, read the word of God. Don't wait for your friend to remind you, to tell you, At yes, well, uh, uh, read it for yourself. No wonder I insist on the Bible. I will insist on it until I die. I think it's a calling I have. I've said this many times. If you want to know yourself, know God, know the world, this dunia, and its ways, Angalia scripture. If you want to understand what the the world stands for, open the word of God. You will see it. God will direct you to understand. And especially because he's shown you who you are. He will direct you to the very corners of why you think the way you think. There's a powerful book I read with my wife, I think it was two years ago. Um, Spiritual, what's that thing, the temperament. Spirit-filled temperament. Some of us actually believe, there's a time in my life I believed that because I'm outgoing and I'm loud and I say no most of the time and I'm like my son, just remember my son, yeah that God had made a mistake in my life because the guys I was hanging around with were all the opposite. They didn't speak their minds. And so I looked at myself one day and I was like, I I think there's something wrong. How could God design this? Because me when I woke up, this is how, as a kid I was. I remember looking at Zander the very first few days of his exuberance. You're makelele minge. And I was like, hiya. We are born like this. He's not learned. He's four. He's not seen it anywhere. The word of God showed me that. And so when we read that book, all God was reminding us through the book is through his spirit. He reminds you that he can use whatever character you have for his glory. There is a reason he's made it the way he made you. You do not need to conform and change The Spirit of God inside you comes in and uses exactly what you have for His glory. That is what the Word of God tells us. The doctrine, it teaches us the way of life. It does not leave it just to knowing this world. It talks of the new world that is coming. I spoke about this yesterday when we were blessing the house. That we must understand that life does not end here. Because if it did, it would be miserable for some of us. God has told us that he's going to prepare mansions for us. Okay, and how many are looking forward to their mansions? Hey, hey. How many want like two or three? When you wa gorofa? Anga ni gorofa, I don't know. niko? Mansions. He's going to prepare a place for us. The Bible tells us there will be no more pain in the new world. That's in the scriptures. And so, if your whole life has been one of pain, maybe that's, maybe you need to understand that it does not end there. We must know in our heart of hearts that the Word of God teaches us not only about here, you, the world, but where we are going to go. It is what we learn, the place where we learn doctrine from. The Bible said it rebukes and corrects us realigns our fallen selves, our fallen nature. If there's one thing I don't like about the word of God, and I know I'll be open, and I've said this many times, whenever you read it, whenever you talk about it, most of the time, chances are, it is speaking to you. You who's talking, you who's reading. Not for your friend. You know, there's this thing, when you read the scriptures, you're like, ah, <laughs> what the word of God does, this is for me. It's for me. Do you understand that the Bible was written for you? To correct you. To correct your will, to align to his. No wonder we ask to we ask you to read every day. Daily. Daily. Then you remember. Eh, let me check the mirror first. As you do the physical mirror, do the spiritual one as well. The more you do that, the more you're slowly starting to align to the will of God. You're slowly starting to say, Okay, Jehovah, Upper, Upper, you've corrected, so I need to. Ah, let me let me align. It aligns, corrects, rebukes us. And finally, the Bible said it trains and instructs to righteousness. It helps us know the holy why God came, why there is holiness. It shows us grace. Because one of the things that is very difficult to do is to be 100% pleasing to God. Hey, that is is—it's not easy. It's possible, but it is not easy. Why? Because we've spent our whole lives doing the opposite. Jesus came to show us it is possible because he was a son of God. But he was also man. And then it tells us then we must now live in righteousness. That is God's word for us. So my question for us is are you still thinking about reading the word of God? Committing to the word of God? When I realized this many years ago ha, with all due respect if there is one thing I must do not just for myself, but for the generations after me. Because we must understand, through the word of God, seated here, that each one of you represents a generation. There's guys that will sit and say, because my great, great, great did, now we can do. You represent a generation. And so when I realized that, I was like, "Hey, hey, if there's an inheritance, I want to live for the generations after me is the knowledge of the word of God, commitment to the word. My prayer is to live wealth, finances, a good name, and all of that. But one of the most important inheritance you can leave for those generations inside of you is the word of God. That is why the Bible calls it, uh, calls God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are our generations. Because Abraham believed it was counted to him for righteousness. We know that. Our forefather believed. Now we believe. There's people in your generation that will believe because you believed. Your children may believe simply because you believe. So what's your choice in reading the word of God? Do you understand it is straight from God's throne? He wrote it for us. If you commit to it, I promise you, the generations are blessed. Amen? Let me finish on this. Romans 12, chapter 2, you know this one. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Even as I like it. I've read it many times. I've sat down with it. Tried to sit to see what God was talking about. But God is urging us to be transformed. Be transformed. Be transformed. This points to an action that is ongoing. Be transformed. Be kind. Be good. Be it points to an action that is ongoing. It points to a never-ending, consistent existence. Be transformed. To be in the state of transformation consistently that will then renew your mind. Consistent being is what renews your mind. That is what causes transformation. Not a haphazard, Ilya, I think once. No, that is not being. That is not consistent. If you're wondering where, whether maybe you're still struggling with A or B or C, check your consistency. For the gym member, you know, if you join the gym in January, for example, and you quit, you go every once every three days, for example, and there's one who is consistent daily. There's a difference when it comes to February. you laughing. It's the same with the spiritual life. One who reads the Bible, who is who's being, who who's being transformed, be, who is there, who's in that consistency, is different from one who just reads. He's like, ah, I feel I want to read the Bible. I'm joy. There's a difference. Then and only then, when we're in the state of consistent, existence of being transformed then and only then will you will you and I be able to test and approve God's good pleasing and perfect will for your life if you are not in a daily place with God's word he'll never transform you never never you may think you're transformed but itqua a Never Transformation will not occur. God wants to kill that old man we all have inside of us and give us a new holy nature. That is what he wants to do. No wonder he asked the Israelites, may this word never depart from your mouth, never from your home. Teach it to your kids daily. May it be written... On the lamp posts, on the door posts of your house. By the time you want to engage in your house, they should know, hey, apa, 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 there's a difference. Your kids must understand that you know the God of heaven, that you understand who He is, and they must know why you love Him. They must understand that you believe in a God and why you believe in that God. So my question again is, are you being transformed? This January, I believe God is just calling us to his word. The place of transformation. Most of us assume that maybe the right places will transform us. Maybe the right people will transform us. I got a message from um, somebody who wants someone to walk with them to help their spiritual life. It is not about people. People help because God talks about fellowship. That is very important, by the way. But it must be about him, his word. The word of God became flesh for you and I to enjoy him. So are you being transformed? Have you taken God's word seriously in your life? Because if you have, then I kid you not. Your will is being transformed, and then slowly you start saying those things like, "Hey, I used to, I used to be that guy who, hey, now, bana. This would have annoyed me, bana. But now, patience. That is God's word. God does that to us. My prayer for my kids every single day." that God will take their will in his hands and transform them. Because if he does, whatever comes their way, they'll be fine. One of the reasons God wants us so close to him is because we are still in this world, this crazy world, and all its craziness. My prayer for 2021 is Jehovah. I hope there's no COVID-20. I'm starting to hear stories from UK, I'm like, But you know, the reason God was sleeping in the boat is because he's like, what has COVID 20 got to do with Jehovah? He is the God of everything. If he allows you to enjoy him in this world, sour. If he doesn't, there's a place he's prepared for us. Those are difficult realizations if you've never grown up like that. So are you being transformed? Brothers and sisters, my prayer for us this year. Is that we take god's word to heart that would we'll be consistent in it that would we'll know that without god's word will not make it without believing in jehovah there's nothing that will do that will be pleasing to him we may become the president of the nation but if you do not believe in him and his word before him The person who is a cleaner and knows Jehovah and is living by him is better than you. What's your choice for 2021? The only way your insides will be changed is when you align to God's way through his word.